This week's guest is Lex Ward, who joins us from South Kingstown, Rhode Island. Lex got her start in the industry while still in high school when she landed her first job at a coffee shop. This sparked Lex's interest in the industry as she eventually moved on to waitressing and bartending and hasn't looked back since. We talk about the local scene in the beach town of South Kingstown and the surrounding towns and cities in Rhode Island. We talk about the time Lex spent several years attending Ole Miss and her experiences working for a packed and busy college bar. Lex is currently working for Horizon Beverage, a wholesale liquor distributor, and more specifically, in her current role, Lex is repping for Bacardi. Make sure you check out Lex on Instagram at the Alcohol Lex, and that is spelled T H E A L C O H O L E X. Or check the show notes for the link. Enjoy the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the Industry Podcast. My name is Kip. This is Dan. How are things going? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, No real complaints. Uh, What about yourself? How are you? How was uh, your birthday week? It was basically what it was. Yes, I turned 50. And as a result, all my friends tried to destroy my liver. (laughs) (laughs) So we just got back from New Orleans uh, as we're recording this last night. So that was super fun. A couple of industry friends down there as well. Yeah, it was a good time. But uh, nice. You came back alive. So that's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I would be talking if you came back dead. But that's a good point. Uh, thanks. That's a good point. All right. Yeah. So it was lot, lots of fun had by all. And uh, I'd like to say I was going to take a break from drinking as a result of it, but that's probably not going to happen. So no. yeah. <laughs> we have a great guest as always coming your way in just a second. Lex Ward will be joining us. Before we get to her, we should mention that if you are a fan of the show, the best way to help us out is to subscribe, rate, and review. And um, if you want to be a guest on the show, just DM us at the Industry Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us directly, uh, info at the Industry Podcast dot club. Is that right? That is correct. I think I should have it by now, but no. no. Info at the Industry Podcast dot club. If you're in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, Kitchener-Waterloo-Cambridge area, the Tri-Cities, as we call them, come visit some of my bars. There's Sugar Run, downtown Kitchener. You can check that at Sugar Run Bar on Instagram. Babylon Sisters bar in uptown waterloo that's at babylon sisters bar and then in cambridge uh the argyle arms at argyle underscore arms underscore 2023 you gotta get to something about that yeah zach hannah is responsible for all the artwork that we do on instagram that's at zach hannah.co z-a-k-h-a-n-n-a-h dot co check them out for all of your graphic arts needs and uh, i guess that's enough about us mm-hmm. let's uh talk to lex ward coming to us from rhode island how are you i'm good thanks how are you guys doing doing well doing well thanks for coming on the show mm-hmm. thank you for having me well no worries so what's the name of the city that you're in in rhode island again south kingstown south kingstown so what kind of a, i don't know anything about that place tell me so let's start there what's south kingstown like as far as the uh, bar scene bar scene uh it's mostly restaurants down here and oh, like i guess nightlife isn't like it's more busy during the summer it's very seasonal over here because we're right on the water uh oh, so i'm like nice. five minute drive from the beach not even oh. Uh, yeah, so we're called the Ocean State. So we have the most coastline and we're the smallest state in the U.S. Uh, so everywhere around us is water. So it's we're very seasonal and rely a lot on tourism. But so most of the restaurants are waterfront, which is pretty awesome, uh, like where we are. And they're definitely becoming more crafty. Before, there wasn't like 
wasn't too many like cocktail places. It was just like basic things. Um, and now they're definitely becoming more crafty and people are caring more about their menus and what they're putting out. Uh, so it's definitely growing um, at, like everywhere around us, which is nice to see. But Providence is our capital. And I'd say that's where you're going to find the most cocktail bars. Mm-hmm. But so when you see like you, how long have you lived there? My entire life. Okay, oh, so like, yeah. you, so it's kind of neat to see sort of the development of what you're talking about, a more like this whole scene becoming more about craft cocktails. And um, so, how do you adjust as a bartender has been doing it for what you've been a dozen plus years now, right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just about um, twelve years. And so, honestly, when I first started, I didn't care to learn much past Margarita and Bloody Mary and. Like because I was also working at dive bars, and so there really wasn't a calling for martinis or any any classic cocktails. Like you're kind of an idiot for ordering a martini at a dive bar. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like usually the best place to order one. Uh, but then it got to a point like over COVID. That's when I I started to get requests for drinks like that at the dive bar at, that I still work at the pub in Matunic. And I decided I wanted to learn them. And so over COVID, everything was shut down, of course. And Bully Boy Distillers, uh, one of our suppliers with Horizon Beverage, was offering cocktail classes every week. And so I started taking them every week just because I was bored and wanted to learn. And that's when I just started to dive in to the cocktail world. And I just wanted to learn and adjust and grow with the trends. And... I'm I'm thankful for it because now it's, I don't know, it's helped me. It's opened up a lot of doors and I'm just very thankful for where I'm at. And it's kind of cool to be sort of at the forefront of bringing that sort of style of bartending to your community, right? Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, Because when I started at Plum Point Bistro in April, it's just been nice to work a service bar and help them with their program. And like slowly but surely, we're growing it. And um, I don't know, it's just fun to be a part of. And also, it's just nice to see uh, like craft cocktail spots pop up around in South County area, uh, which is where I'm at. And I don't know, it's really enjoyable to watch it unfold. Yeah. And so is that how you got the job at Horizon then through the because you hooked up with them through this uh, sort of cocktail class? Uh, No. So I started working for Horizon before then. And like that's how I was able to take the classes. And that's how I knew about Bully Boy. Uh, So I actually one of my uh, best friend's husbands, he works for Horizon Beverage as well. And he still does. He let me know of a position that was opening because that's when I started applying for sales reps jobs. Um, But I was applying in Boston and everywhere in Boston, they required you to live in Massachusetts. Even though I was willing to do the commute, they wanted you to live in Boston. Uh, So that was just super frustrating because Rhode Island is so small. So like there are hardly any openings. Uh, But this position opened up and I applied for it and I had my interview, got asked for a second interview and then started from there. And it was cold calling. So I was Telcel and selling the entire portfolio. So beer, wine, spirits and non-alc. And I had about 400 small volume accounts that I had to call every week. (laughs) So I was making like 100 phone calls a day. And then Fridays, I would have to go make deliveries, uh, like drop, you know, like coasters or printed menus. I don't know, whatever they needed. 
Um, so Friday was my day for errands, but we also have um, Friday meetings at the office. So suppliers will come in and present new products um, or, you know, stuff like that. And then we'll have vendor walkabouts where you can do tastings as well. Um, so those are probably like, I don't know, like two or three a quarter. But so, yeah, and then started with that. And that's how I got my foot in the door. And I applied for this position through uh, for Bacardi last spring. And it's through Horizon Beverage because Bacardi is one of our suppliers. Oh, OK. So yeah. you still you still work for Horizon, but now you also work for Bacardi. Is that kind of how it yeah, works? Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. So, yeah, because it's kind of confusing, like because but I just focus specifically on Bacardi's portfolio now instead of Horizon's entire portfolio. And so I work in the on-premise with bars and restaurants and work on events and promos and cocktail menus and pricing, stuff like that. Um, so how big is your territory? Do you have to cover all of Rhode Island or? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Huh. So you're on the road a lot. Yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs> but what i mean it is it's a small state so you're like it is yeah. yeah no it is a small state like you can get from one end to the other in 45 minutes um, really? but i would say like there are places in rhode island that are just a bitch to get to that it like it can take me an hour to get to from my house one like either because of traffic or just because it's in the middle of nowhere and you're it like i just I hate going to those places. I hate that like, it takes a fucking hour to get there. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, like I don't want to go. Um, but then like one specific area, it's um, like a super tourist spot and very seasonal. It's just like right on the water, all of like the whole strip. Um, but it's just a bitch to get to. And um, but yeah, even though it's a small state, like some parts of it can just take forever. And then especially if you forget something at the office and you have to go back, back again, <laughs> forget it. <laughs> uh, so it, like being uh, right on the water, obviously, uh, and being a tourist destination, is it like, I'm just trying to figure out what the bar scene is generally. Is it like kind of like the beach style bar for most of those places? Um, yes. Uh, like you have both. Um, so in Matunic where I work, um, both places are beach bars, dive bars. One's an Irish pub. One is a beach bar where a lot of bands play. It's always like live music. I want to say like almost every single day of the year, just about. Um, and they're known for their concerts, but then there's also a fine dining place in Matunic. That's an oyster bar. And it's like white tablecloth. Um, and then, but Providence, I say, like Providence is a city and that's north of here. And it's like, obviously like a smaller New York, but it's very clean. It's very artsy. Um, and it's a small, like knit community. Um, and like that place is really cool. And you can like bar hop and walk everywhere, but you can get everything in Providence. You can get the dive bar. You can get the super crafty cocktail bar, the white tablecloth. You can casual Mexican, Asian, like everything, you name it. In Providence, like Federal Hill is a really cool spot. That's like all old school Italian. And so everywhere is pretty much Italian. And they also have a mix of like hookah bars in there too and cigar bars. So that's like a really cool strip. And in the nicer months, they will shut down the entire street and have alfresco dining. Um, oh, the cool. food there is pretty cool. good. Yeah. Like if you want Italian, go to the hill. 
<laughs> all yeah. right. So you're covering all this territory all week long, but then you're also trying to maintain like a like working the bars at night. And then you, the one bar you work at, I know you said it's only seasonal, but you're doing like a 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. shift. So mm-hmm. how are you? What do you do? How do you get time off? <laughs> <laughs> um, I make sure to plan. <laughs> like all my days off for the summer on Sundays, like, um, so I just plan everything because usually like weddings and that kind of shit, like you get noticed for, uh, but you no, know, it, uh, it sucks. It's not easy. Um, cause I'm working like 85, 90 hours a week, but I'm trying to pay off my student loans by next October. So that's why I'm just like tunnel vision balls to the wall working right now. It's tough. Don't get me wrong. It, but I just have to plan things in advance and like, I don't know, make sure to get those days off. Uh, but it's not many days off. <laughs> right. And then fall and winter, obviously, is the down season for you in that area. So what's the scene like when it's not summer? It's nice and quiet. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. But, but then there's also URI students, too. So, like, things are busy because of students, but it's definitely not as bad as summertime. But it's like, it's usually, it used to snow a lot more when I was younger. It doesn't snow that much anymore. I don't know. We'll usually get like at least one good storm per winter, but it's pretty great. We usually go, like, my fiance and I will go up to Vermont a lot and go snowboarding, go to Killington Mountain. But yeah, it's, pretty quiet and then it, like the nice thing about going out though is you don't need to fight for a drink because it's not not busy anymore <laughs> right yeah. yeah like providence definitely gets busier in the winter just because all the college kids there's a lot of colleges and universities in providence so they're busier during the winter months just because of the students um but south county near where i live is quiet in the winter months and so you were saying that you were willing to commute to Boston if they had a rep job for you there. Like, how long would a commute is that from Rhode Island? Uh, from where I am, it's about like hour, hour and a half drive. And yeah, with so traffic, bad. it yep. could be a lot longer. Like one time last summer, I had to go up to Boston for a doer's luncheon. And on my way home, it, it should have been an hour drive and it took me three hours. Mm-hmm was a nightmare like that traffic is no joke plus you're wasted on scotch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. so like do you had you ever considered to maybe try bartending in boston as well because i'm sure it would be pretty lucrative uh to be honest no um yeah. i guess like because before i used to have a 45 minute commute to the pub and i was only there once a week and i didn't like the commute and mm. I guess also because I used to live 20 minutes to it. And so then having to be, you know, far, even farther away was a pain in the ass. But yeah, no, if I lived in Boston, I probably would, but Mm. I don't think I would commute for a shift because I'm dead ass tired afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're working a lot. (laughs) That's uh, (laughs) uh, So what was your sort of first experience getting into the service industry? Uh, so let's say I 14, I worked, started working at a coffee shop. I actually had to get like my parents' signature. My best friend and I at the time, we were going there all the time just because we loved their chai and these cookies and we wanted to work there. And so our parents signed off and let us work there. And so that's how I started in like the food industry and hospitality and stuff. Um, 
But then once I, so I transferred schools and I moved to Mississippi, I went to Ole Miss and I started working in restaurants there. And one place, um, I actually got fired from one place and well, I was like, fuck that. And my roommate at the time, she was like, oh, come work with me at the rib cage. And I was like, the what? She goes, the rib cage, like, come work with me. Uh, you can, um, like, I'll teach you how to teach you how to waitress and um, maybe you can bar back or something. And so I start there with her and it's SEC football. And so that's how I like learned everything. And she's the one who taught me how to make margarita and Bloody Mary because those were the two most requested things on game days. And it was either that or like Jack and Cokes and Bud Lights and shots of Jaeger and mm-hmm. Jaeger bombs. And mm-hmm. so like the, that was easy enough to learn. Right. <laughs> um, and then I wanted to bartend there, but no one would give up their bar shifts. And one day someone called out and I just happened to be there. And our boss was like, yeah, you can go in. And he called me the cranky Yankee. so I went in and it was a Sunday Uh, football was on and then I got a shift there and that's how I started bartending Mm. and just brought it back home that must be a crazy difference going from Rhode Island to Mississippi holy shit yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like what's the scene like in Mississippi obviously like a big football college football area so just lots of sports bars and is that sort of the scene? Yeah. Um, so I'd say, so Ole Miss is in Oxford and it's very um, like Southern classy kind of place. Um, but it's definitely like a football forward. Like everywhere you go is Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss. Like Walmart, it's Ole Miss paper towels, Ole Miss toilet paper, Ole Miss everything. Um, and but there they have sports bars, like barbecue places, like a lot of fast food joints. Um, but they also have, there's a handful of um, like super fine dining, like white tablecloth places. There's one place called City Grocery. Um, they are very like craft cocktails. And that was probably like my first taste of craft cocktails was there. And I didn't really... I didn't appreciate it for what it was when I was down there. Now, if I were to go back and visit the campus, I would definitely go there first and like have a new appreciation for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, Because before I would just go to like, I don't know, I guess like the college, more college bars um, Mm -hmm. and stuff like where people would go out and shit like that. Um, And also I would stay at the rib cage because you could drink for free. Right. <laughs> was that like a, that like a, just like a crazy scene though on like football on the weekends, like Saturday oh and Sunday? God. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> um, it working was just unreal because it was so busy. I never worked a, so busy before in my life. Like it, it was just insane. Um, the amount of people that, came through there and then attending them was a different story. Like um, when we played Bama 
we lost, like you didn't have cell phone service. There were so many people on campus and you just couldn't contact anybody. And it's called the Grove where you're tailgating and everyone, like they have tents and the sororities and frats, like they get them all catered and families will get them catered too. And they'll have like chandeliers in their tents catered food tvs with cable to watch the other sec games and then um like their chairs like and radio like i don't know everything you name it like they have it and there would be thousands like over a hundred thousand people there to watch the game and the stadium was massive i think it fit like seventy thousand people and it was a small stadium in the sec that's, that's yeah. crazy yeah. Uh, so, and what were years were you working there? Um, let's see. I think um, two thousand twelve or thirteen to twenty sixteen. I think end of twenty sixteen. Hmm. And then, yeah, and then I moved back home to Rhode Island. Yeah, in winter January twenty seventeen. Did you hear this whole story about uh, Michael Orr and like those his? <laughs> I was just yes, this, I was so shook. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I did, well, I to be honest, I don't want to believe it. Um, I wish because right, it it's such a good story, true. right? Yeah, yeah. But like, like I, even like for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, like that's not what this show's about. But like, you should look up this story. But the um, the fact that like I can't even really tell who's telling the truth in this. Right. Yeah, like <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, any of our listeners yeah. check that out. It's all about the the book and the movie, The Blind Side. But uh, now now things have gone horribly wrong between that family and the guy that they took in. Yeah, that went off the rails <laughs> in, in one hell of a way. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, well, I think Eli Manning uh, still has a place down, but in Oxford. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yep. a, this alumni. Yep. So I think what was the what was the craziest story uh, based on a patron from working at that uh, ribcage bar? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, there are so many crazy stories there, I guess, in patron. I don't know. There are so many things I'm trying to think. But I just remember we had one wild employee like he was probably like the craziest fucking person I've ever met in my entire life. And like, he actually got banned from Ole Miss um, because he fucking, he shoved a, a can like a like, vending machine. Yeah. Vending machine. Thank yeah. you. I don't know how I couldn't think of that. That's he pushed right. that in the elevator in the dorm room and got banned from campus. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, he's damn. fucking ridiculous. Uh, so he, I just remember like mostly him just like, being a menace and fucking shit up and like he was wild we just had like a lot of crazy customers like a lot of fights a lot a lot of bar fights i remember one was just like so insane this kid was just like gushing blood and blood was just all over the downstairs and we were like fuck 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 what do we do and we just like threw him in the office down there because like he i don't know like he was the one who got in the fight and he was kind of in the wrong but a guy that we worked with and we were like fuck um <laughs> but yeah so yeah um so, so like how many people would roll through that bar on like a saturday afternoon of a of a game day had to be like almost a thousand like in and out or Jesus. maybe more yeah like 
the turnover was unreal because it, like the barbecue, the food, like you smoke it in such large quantities. So you can turn over a table so quickly. Mm-hmm. And there, I think there was like 36 tables upstairs. And then there was a bar that probably fit about 10 bar stools. And so like people would be eating there, but also standing behind, like watching the TVs and just drinking. And then downstairs, we would have probably about 10 high tops and then probably about like 20 bar seats. And then another little ledge with other bar seats, probably about 10 more where people could eat. Um, So you could just turn over so quickly. Like, um, so yeah, we had so many people, it was insane. And then we would always have a line too, because it was also the fastest turnover that we would just naturally get a line. It was insane. And like a lot of people would get uh, catering orders through us and bring it to the Grove. And so we would like um, one of the uh, cooks, he would get there Friday mornings and he would sleep there and not leave until Sunday morning after brunch. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Like he would wake up, he would wake up at like 2 a.m. being like tending to the smoker and like (laughs) switching the ribs and stuff and like getting all the catering orders ready. That's, that's what a license to print money though. Yeah. (laughs) Like that fucking place. So it's kind of, must've been crazy for you to like experience that for what, were you there for like three, four years? Uh, yeah, just about, um, yeah, just, yeah, ribcage. Um, and it was, uh, it was so much fun. There was one really, really cool shift actually. So Saturday it was a bye weekend for Ole Miss and all the football coaches, they went to the ribcage and I bartended for them and the basement was closed, but it was just the coaches and my boss down there. And cause they were just like watching all of the other games going on. Like each TV had a different screen, and uh, game playing and they were just, you know, like scouting, watching film, preparing for next week. Um, but I don't know. That was pretty wild. So crazy to go from that and then to come back to Rhode Island where things are just like so much more mellow and sleepier in the bars yes. that you're working at. Eh? Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like night and day. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. God, yeah, almost was it crazy. Just like it was so busy all the time, like between football season and then baseball season. And here, like I will say, like in the summer um, at the pub, it gets wicked busy. Like there, it can get friggin' insane. But it's definitely it's not like Oxford. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of cool that you've had both of these experiences and that you're still interested in staying in the industry at this point. And hopefully you get these student loans paid off sooner than later so that you can calm the fuck down. (laughs) Yeah. You're fucking telling me, God, I am over Sally Mae. I'm ready to break up. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Okay. Well, uh, thanks so much for doing this. uh, And we appreciate you coming on the show and best of luck with getting the loans paid off and with your upcoming marriage when are you get married uh i have no idea um, perfect that's the best uh, <laughs> don't rush into it you don't have fucking time for it anyway so but i know no kidding um that's what like my mom keeps uh asking me and i'm like mom i'm just trying to get through today yeah <laughs> Uh, hey, now, before you go, though, is there anything you want to promote on social media at all or anything like that? Just uh, my Instagram, the alcoholics follow would be nice. Team follow back. Um, <laughs> <but Sounds yeah. laughs> all right. Well, best of luck. Any big events coming up through Bacardi? 
Uh, yeah, actually, so I had a meeting with the Hotel Viking because we're doing a Patron El Cielo launch uh, because that just landed in the Rhode Island market. New new product by Patron El Cielo, which means heaven. Uh, it's in a Tulsa bottle. It's a new silver tequila that's distilled four times. Uh, so pretty excited to launch that. And um, I'll obviously share pictures of that event with you guys. So that's in, I don't know, I think like two weeks from now. So excited for that. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for everything, Lex. We appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, yeah, best of luck with everything. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, thanks. You too.